Welcome to Celestial Small Talk with Alice and CJ. Celestial Small Talk refers to the big ideas, profound revelations, and deep connections that are created in the briefest of encounters. It is often in these moments that an imperceptible shift in thought can bring about the biggest change, helping us to more fully embody our intuition. We strive to inspire, illuminate, question, provoke, and spark the unique constellation within. Hi, and welcome back to Celestial Small Talk. This is Alice, and as always, I am here with my soul sister, CJ. And it is the weekend of the first eclipse, new moon. It's a lot of chaotic energy going on. I hope everybody's staying safe, taking care of yourself. How are you doing today, CJ? You're reminding me that this is why everything's all fucked. (laughs) Yes. So hello, I'm doing fine. But as I was saying just before we started recording, I'm feeling super scattered And what I alluded to apparently is what Alice is going to be talking about today. So it kind of makes sense that if there's like a big celestial event happening, that it is affecting us on this micro level. So I think I am good, but I want to be present because I know that will make me feel better. How are you, Alice? I am doing much better today. I feel like I have a little bit more of a grasp on my life and my reality. A couple of days ago, it was not like that. It was more I like you were saying earlier before we started recording. I keep having to learn these lessons and I keep doing this to myself. Those are those, your words and I really resonate with those because and it's sort of like the reason why I'm bringing this conversation up because of this duality, this polarity that we all have within us, the masculine and feminine energy, and trying to balance them has been very hard for me. I was, when I was growing up in Vietnam, I had a lot more, I carry a lot more feminine energy because, you know, you're a kid, you were taken care of. So you just carefree, you're creating, you're having fun. And I was pretty spoiled, you know, in terms of like, feeling like things are t- being things are being taken care of. I didn't even know how to do dishes. I didn't know how to cook. I was very spoiled. Even though my my family didn't have means, they t- didn't think to teach me early. So I was as, you know, the youngest and a girl. I just I was just hanging out and I was also sort of the quote unquote golden child. So I was very favored and that sort of added to like this that like reality and as soon as I moved to the United States I think at that point I was like I wanted something more from myself I felt like I had potential I felt like I could do more with my life instead of just sitting and enjoying you know just being completely like enjoying just being and just like going with the flow and like not really necessarily striving for anything and I was like I want something more for myself so I moved to the United States and I was here completely alone 
And this was when it shifted for me from going from feminine to masculine energy, because I now had to survive, you know, kind of like put my feelings and emotions like aside and just take care of business. And, you know, because that's nobody else is doing that for me. So you got to take charge of it. And I think I've carried that for so long that I've forgotten how to be more feminine, how to just sit and be and receive and get taken care of. And, you know, all those things that gets really hard for me to ask for help, even in the basic things. It's hard to just like allow myself to just sit and be and like, you know, I recently had my my hair session with our hair witch. And that was very foreign for me, because I'm always the one to do these things to for other people. So to sit there and for her to say, just like receive this care and let yourself take what was given. Because usually, I, I don't think we think about this a lot. But I realized that it's so different when somebody brushes your hair for you. And that is, it's so simple that it's so foreign at the same time, because you're feeling when you brush your own hair, you know, when the brush is going to hit the head and what it feels like, kind of like trying to tickle yourself like you can't. And so just to sit there and somebody else brushes your hair, that was a whole new level of experience for me. And it kind of got me to think about a lot about this, like embracing a lot more of my divine feminine energy and just like let myself enjoy life a little bit. Mm, you named so many things that I want to bring up, but first I just wanted to hold space for that want, that like desperate want that just came out at the end there. And I, I feel that really deeply. I think that that is the lesson that we are continuing to learn. So I'm going to address a lot of things you said, um, but what was so interesting was that I had already lit a candle for problem solving today. <laughs> so here we go. And I think just taking a moment to kind of center in what we want for ourselves, which is like to kind of figure out why it's so hard to receive, why it's so hard to feel that balance, that duality, that both and, and, and allow and just be. So let's take a nice deep breath and exhale. The knowledge contained in the universe flows freely through my mind. I am at peace knowing that my mind is in perfect working order. I retain constant mental clarity. Another inhale. And exhale. So that was the thing I wanted to just make sure that we had this, this evidence of problem solving um, behind what we're talking about. And the second thing is that the three of pentacles came out while you were talking. The imagery that's classic to the Rider Waite Smith deck is of a nude model and an artist with a teacher next to them. And the feeling I get when I see that imagery has to do with continually learning because you have the teacher who is quote unquote, the master and is then figuring out how to relay those skills and, and pass down those skills to the student. There's the student who is the curious joy seeker, knowledge seeker, and is working diligently to improve. And there's the model too, who has to just be and has to sit there and accept themselves in all their body and 
allow for someone else to use them as a learning model. And all of this really feels like aligned with what we're talking about in that we kind of go between the three of these roles throughout our lives. And when it's a lesson that we keep learning, I think we kind of approach it from those three different angles and others. So what position do you think you're currently in, Alice? That is such a great question. I think I am kind of the new model right now. I'm just like realizing that, you know what, this is a lesson that I need to keep relearning. And I'm not actively learning right now because I know what the message is. I know what I need to remember. I need to practice. And I'm obviously not giving out the the lesson right now. So yes, I think I'm more of that new model. A few days ago, actually on Sunday, there was a triggering conversation that I had and it brought up all, it just sort of like aligned with like my PMDD, like time of the month. And it was just like, it just magnified everything. So one, one trigger and it like opened the floodgate, like everything that I've ever felt horrible and hated about myself, everything just like came all rushing back. And, and then I recognized it and I, and I was in this position of self-hatred that is just so hard to live with because it's like, you know, you're not supposed to do this. Why are you doing that? And like being in that position, instead of like being in other, like holding space for myself, I'm like, doesn't feel good to like hate yourself, obviously. And I am so thankful to have my partner because he was just wonderful. He's patient. He just like said all the right things and he just let me, you know, just feel it and you know it was there for me and you know and at one point when like I just couldn't make a decision or couldn't like move on with anything he was like nothing's changing you know like you're doing everything right you just need to keep doing those things and that's what I needed to hear and I am definitely in that nude model position right now just like sitting back and saying like okay this is my journey and I needed to be reminded of these things so I need to let it just soak through me and then and then hopefully next time it comes around like we'll we'll have a better response that's the kicker right it's like to remember the lesson and catch it just that hair earlier the next time and then just that hair earlier the next time because this is infinitesimal growth like the the pace at which I thought my growth was happening. Like when these spiralic things keep coming back and smacking me in the face, I'm like, oh, I really only budged like a millimeter forward, (laughs) you know? So I feel the familiarity of that self-hatred. And what I also heard you saying was kind of like, you're talking about that war inside of you of the shame for responding a certain way And then the shame for shaming yourself for responding that way. And it's so fucking layered deep that it's like you're peeling off literally one tiny layer at a time. And um, I just, I see that and I feel that so deeply. And I think it's interesting going back to how you started this conversation in that you categorize it as masculine and feminine energy. I don't disagree with that because there are certain, you know, masculine qualities and feminine qualities that are ubiquitously accepted. 
it's just interesting because I have not typically categorize things in that way, but everything you're talking about um, that echoes my challenges are the feminine challenges as well. And I go back to my childhood and I go back to feeling like both an exception and a burden in my family, which is where that self-hatred comes in is, is it's it's a it's a constant war between these two sides of myself for you know acceptance and love and everything and a lot of that comes from having two older brothers and being the first female born in my family in a hundred years surviving this illness I had at six months old where I almost died and like hearing that story from you know as early as I can remember And feeling like I always had to kind of quote unquote prove myself that I wasn't a burden because I had, you know, my family had gone through all of this when I was six months old and I obviously was never a burden, but I had somehow internalized it from that time in my life. And so I felt like I had to be a tomboy. I always dressed in my brother's clothes. I always like played with them. And even to this day, like you and I have talked about the fact that we have male best friends and like we get along very well with men. And sometimes it's with females that we have a harder time having close relationships, Um, obviously present company excluded, (laughs) Um, which is why I think we also get along very well is because we both do embody a lot of that masculine energy. So we're comfortable with each other. And I am. I actually did a yoga video a couple of weeks ago um, that was for masculine energy. Uh, It's by this instructor named Black Yogi Nico Marie. And she was talking about how like the left side of your body is like where your feminine energy is. And the right side of your body is where the masculine part of your energy is. And I have just thought about like how the left side of my face, I've always felt like I had a droopy eye and like, I didn't have like a smile as big on that side. And like, obviously it's also my left hand, which is my non-dominant hand. And It was just an interesting, like all of this is coming together and I don't really have like a conclusion to what I'm saying, except to ramble on in, in um, empathy with what you're saying. Um, But I did also want to say that the eight of cups came out when you were talking, which feels like it's the card for questioning our bigger purpose. It's the card for kind of taking stock of what is here and deciding if that's what actually fills our cups or if we're ready to seek for something else that's bigger and more important to us. And I feel like the answer here is yes, that is what we're seeking. We're just learning it like, you know, one microscopic moment at a time. Wow. The whole thing about the left side of your body versus the right side of your body, that's brand new information for me. And I would have to do some exploration with that. I think that's interesting, but I did sort of in preparation for this um, conversation, I had you look up like the right and left side of the brain, and I'm sure there's like very much of a correlation there, but you know, left side is more logical. And, and I feel like left side is more masculine. And usually when you have a stroke patient, um, if their left side of their brain is um, had a stroke, then the right side of the body is going to stop working. So I think that's sort of why it's crossed like that. I think the left side is more logical and the right side is more creative and intuitive. And and I think this is really interesting when it comes to self-care because it's like you have to sort of embrace both of them. You have to be assertive and 
logical and sort of like matter of fact about like self-care is essential and you need to do that. But then at the same time, when you do self-care, you have to also be able to receive the care that you're giving yourself. So it's sort of like, I'm like, where, how do we balance this? How, how best to do this? Because a lot of times when, especially with busy people, we sort of give ourselves a time limit. And that time limit is very masculine. It's very like, this is all the time you have. It's very matter of fact, you know, and, and it's hard to stay relaxed and it's hard to just be when there's like a, a ticking clock. You're like, this is all the time you have. Like it's it, for me, it's like, I don't know. It's like, for me, it's like, you need to sit and like try to relax for 30 minutes or something like that. Like it doesn't feel very feminine to me. Because it's not, it's not going to work if you do that. What you're still talking about is your egoic mind telling you what to do. And it is always going to shame you first. It is because always going to try to keep you protected and it's always going to run the way it's always ran, which includes overthinking and self-criticism and add to the list, whatever you want. What the antidote is, is exactly what you were just saying, which is that you were allowing the logical masculine side of your brain to dictate the feminine receptive side, which is not possible. The feminine receptive side just has to be. And that's the part that's so fucking hard is really just figuring out how can I be? How can I receive? How can I create without feeling the pinch and the scarcity and the striving of lack of time or resources or energy? And what you just hit on is my whole reason for doing what I'm doing with teachers, which is to tell teachers how to feel safe to access their own needs. And what I'm finding is that I have put out this call for a free workshop. No, almost no one has signed up for it. One person has signed up for it, someone I've never met before, and then a very good friend who is just a dear, lovely person signed up for it as well. And it's a free workshop to learn about trauma and how to better access your self-care so you feel good asking for what you need, and then you celebrate the fact that you're able to receive it. But the kicker is that I'm marketing to people who literally do not take time for themselves and put the entire world on their own shoulders and won't ask for help and will say they can do everything. And what we've been conditioned to believe is that we can and we should and we have to for the wrong reasons. And then we're shutting out 100% that intuitive, feminine, receptive, gentle side of ourselves that can just be because we're so used to doing and striving and having. I did also want to say that the star jumped out when you were talking. When you literally asked the question, like, how do we do this for ourselves? The star jumped out being like, there's hope. You can do it. You just have to go through a whole bunch of shit. Because like, if you think about what's happened just before the star, it's the tower. And the tower is your whole worldview shatters. And you need to start to rebuild the foundation up. That foundation has been there for a 
fucking long time and you can take a jackhammer to it for the rest of your life and break it up and rebuild it. And it's still always going to go like you're going to, you're going to waver back and forth between this like hopeful place and this back to, you know, ground level square one place. And you got to keep kind of working at it to get to a point where it sticks. Well, I'm glad there's hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do approach it from a very systematic, methodical way. Just because it's, it's how I've been for a really long time, um, starting out here all by myself, going through school, working three jobs, supporting a family, and now a single mom. Just like, you don't have a ton of time to be indecisive, to be introspective you know, to be creative. And even now when I have more time to do things that I want to do, I have that habit still of like, when I start wanting to create, I want to create something that would be profitable, that would make sense that would, you know, that would not waste my time. And that is a completely not healthy, not feminine at all. I need to learn to like follow the fun and follow the joy. Following is very feminine, by the way, following that intuition that like whatever my body's telling me like yesterday, I just like I saw these really hilarious, like ironic posters of um, bad reviews of national parks. And I was like, this is so hilarious. And so well done. I just loved it. This one sounds like this sign. This one sounds like this sign. So I made posts about it. And it didn't really matter to me. Like, you know, I just want to make it and I felt happy with what I did. And I just put it out there and felt really good. And, you know, and not want not going back and see how, how many people liked it, not going back and expect something to happen from it, you know, and that was a really good place that I was at. That's huge because when every time we allow ourselves to do that, we're retraining ourselves to do that again, just that like hair sooner than we did the last time. And I also just wanted to name what we've talked about before, which is that we have internalized all the capitalist society in which we live, which is that your productivity equals your value. And that creation for creation's sake is a waste of time. And I know I'm struggling with this all the time again. For me, it has to do with my writing of my novel. It has to do with my business. It has to do with my self-care. It has to do with, with my family relationships. It has to do with my friends. Like it all is the same issue. It just manifests in different ways in different situations. And it's just a fucking kick in the ass. I know I'm cursing a lot this time and I'm sorry, but I feel like it's just in my soul right now that I need to get it out. <laughs> that I'm like, man, it's just really hard when you have been in a patterning that is so deep that even when you are conscious to the work and you are diligent about the work, that still you find ways that you are sabotaging yourself, which I have a hard time with that word. I think it's more like you're protecting yourself. Like you keep doing it in ways that you don't even realize are echoes of the same patterning until you see it and then you can't unsee it and then you have to dismantle it and then you have to celebrate the fact that you dismantled it and then you have to keep dismantling it every time it comes up 
And you do that until it becomes second nature. But in the meantime, a thousand other things pop up that you need to do the same thing for. And it gets really tiring, which is why I think when we actually do take care of ourselves, it feels like such a, it often feels like just one more thing to do as opposed to something that's actually going to be nourishing. And my hope is to get to a point where I myself can do this without associating it with scarcity and reward and leisure and just say, this is a part of my life. Like this is a thing that I just do because if not, I'm not a functioning human being. When you said scarcity, it kind of reminded me of this post, this project that I did recently of the cardinal signs and how Capricorn is very much that scarcity mindset. They, they have ambition and they are very much like time is money, you know, and, and all these things. And your Mars, which is action and, you know, what you exert is Capricorn. I have three planets in Capricorn. We're very much like, get this shit done, make some money, you know, all these things. And it makes it really hard because all of the Capricorn signs are opposite of my my sun and my Mercury and my Chiron. And so like, this is a constant struggle for me to be creative and to allow my emotions to take over. I think it's it's sort of something that you will have a tendency to do for a while and like being aware of it is really helpful. I think I'll just pull one more card and we'll see if it has any final messaging for us before we share our gratitude for having this type of a conversation. I think just over and over again, I often feel like there needs to be a bit of a resolution in in our conversations. And I'm just reminding myself that like, this is the kind of stuff that just doesn't, it doesn't really get resolved. You know, there's no neat ribbon that ties up in a bow. And I'm realizing more and more how that is just a part of life. And let's see. Oh, I got the queen of wands and that is a receptive card because all queens are since they are water. The queen of wands is the leader in terms of their passion. They are an influencer, not in like a stupid, lame social media way, but they influence people because of their natural sort of charm and vibrancy that people are drawn to them and they can lead people and they can show them ways of being creative and of being receptive that are aligned with our passions. So let's manifest this card as we continue to learn these lessons. I love that you said manifest because that was one of the things that I was going to mention. Femininity is at the core of manifestation. You can keep striving for things, but if you don't sit and receive, the universe is not going to be able to give you anything that you want. So set your intention and do the things you need to do, but most of the time have this like receptive feminine like, you know what, these things that I'm doing, I have a goal in mind, I have set expectations for it, but maybe that's not exactly the path. And maybe something else is happening to me. And like, I'm like talking to myself at this point, like, let 
go of holding on too tight of like a certain specific goal and just like keep your eyes and ears open for signs and for things and for messages and for um, opportunities to pop around the corner and, and like align a little better with your path. I loved that you just mentioned that there didn't need to be a goal. That is something I'm learning I have not done well at because I am very goal oriented, but what you just alluded to was the path, which feels exactly like presence as opposed to projection. And rather than focusing on an outcome, just focusing on what is feels like the antidote to so many of our issues. And as I said at the beginning of this conversation, I am, I always know I feel better when I am present and I feel I was able to get present while we were talking and just be reminded that the process of growth is spiralic and every time the lessons come knocking on our doors, it's an opportunity to level up and every time we remind ourselves that this work is worth it, we level up. So I'm really grateful for the reminder that this is all human stuff that we're going through. It's going to keep happening. And whenever you get, like whenever I get, because you just said you were talking to yourself, Alice. So now I'm like, all right, CJ, I'm talking to you. Like whenever I get to the self-limiting beliefs, to the self-hatred, to the who am I to deserve this or who am I to share this or just sitting here and realizing that this is it. This is the path is just figuring it out as we go and being present to what is without needing anything else. What are you grateful for, Alice? Beautifully said. I'm grateful for... Mondays, which is something you don't hear a lot because we've made Mondays to be, you know, such a dreadful day. And I really want to bring back this idea that Mondays are great because Mondays are moon days. That's the day where we love on our body and we nurture our heart and we prioritize nourishment and safety. We slow down, listen, get introspective, get all feminine because the moon is very feminine. You know, be the moon, reflect, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm grateful for to have this just space to be able to slow down and, and tap into more of my feminine energy. I'm grateful for my partner. He's beyond amazing. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for the path, the presence that we, um, this human experience that we have. Um, I'm grateful for leveling up. Here's to leveling up. Thank you for listening. And we cannot wait to bring you another episode soon of Celestial Small Talk. You can reach us at celestialsmalltalk at gmail.com and on Instagram at celestialsmalltalk. Please listen, like, review, share, grow, learn, and love. Until next time.